Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. We've reached the end of the week. I have reached the end of the week. 9 p.m., four minutes after the hour here on the East Coast of the United States on Friday. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Malzberg show. Uh, not a good day for Donald Trump. Uh, of course, what I'm going to tell you now will be appealed. Um, but a jury has awarded or and ordered Donald Trump, or awarded the, uh, the woman named uh, E. Jean Carroll and ordered Donald Trump to pay her 83 million buckaroos. And this is all related. Um, she's a former magazine co uh, columnist. She claims that in the 90s, she was raped in a department store dressing room, I believe Bergdorf Goodman, in Manhattan by Donald Trump. Uh, a jury determined that he uh, sexually abused her. Uh, it wasn't rape per se. Nonetheless, um, she was awarded money the first time because this was a civil trial, uh, a civil case. And, and then in his denials subsequently that he, he says he didn't know her, he said things about her, she filed another suit claiming defamation and all kinds of things and men, you know, mental duress. And so the jury came back in a total award of $83 million on top of the millions he's already been ordered to pay her. Um, so they're appealing and uh, we'll see where it goes. Now, I'm, I, I wasn't there at Bergdorf Goodman that day. I have no earthly idea, but if it happened in the 90s, and I know New York put a law into effect that kind of took away any any uh, time limits on on bringing up charges against somebody. Uh, nonetheless, she doesn't know when it happened, and that's possible. But she doesn't know. She doesn't remember when it happened. If I, I would, I would think, I would think this has nothing to do with her. But if 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 I was sexually assaulted. I think I would know exactly when it happened. That's just me. I think I would know exactly when and where and the date and the time of day that it happened. She may not know. That might be how most sexual assault victims uh, um, are, that they don't remember. I don't know. But again, as a, as a layman, thank God not as a, a victim, I would, I would just think that you know, when, when something earth shattering happens to you, you remember it, you know, you write it down, you it's ingrained in your brain. But not the case here. So he'll appeal like every other case that's uh, that he's been involved with or will has yet to be uh, adjudicated. And we'll see where it goes now. As you know, and we touched on this yesterday, um, Donald Trump is now being accused of being responsible for breaking any possibility that the Congress can reach a immigration deal that would solve the problem. 
or go a long way to solving the problem at the border. And Donald Trump, this is because Donald Trump doesn't want a solution. He wants it as an issue that he could run on. Now, he he told people this or he posted this or whatever. I don't care. I don't care. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, and we heard this from our guests of two nights ago. We heard it from our uh, two nights ago was the head of the Freedom Caucus, uh, Congressman Bob Good of Virginia. Uh, Yesterday, it was Congresswoman Sparks of Indiana, another big conservative, that if they don't get, if the House doesn't get what was in House um, Bill uh, 2, H. Uh, H.R. 2, that bill was introduced over a year ago, which put back a lot of things that Trump had in place that that Biden got rid of, which has resulted in the chaos at the border. If it didn't have all those things in it, forget it. And this compromise that now we're hearing about that has been reached by senators, keep that in mind. Democrat, a couple of Democrat and Republican, or one independent, one Democrat, one uh, one Republican, senators. So they could compromise with each other all they want. Hopefully, the Republicans in the House will stick together. Not because Donald Trump wants to run on it. If the Senate said, you know what? We're going we're gonna, to we're take that H.R. 2 and we're going to put everything in H.R. 2 in this bill. We're going to everything that D- Donald Trump uh, issued, uh, uh, stay in Mexico, all those policies. We're going to put that all in the bill. I'd say, I don't care what Trump says. That's a good bill. There's nothing like it. There's all kinds of garbage, all kinds of crap, all kinds of stupid things that you wouldn't. I mean, ju- what you would expect, really, what you would expect and and this is a terrible bill and it should not not pass so the the get get this um <laughs> under the soon to be released package the department of homeland security and who runs it mayorkas who has said the border's secure who sits there at hearings like a deer in a headlights and doesn't answer questions that's the guy who would first of all be in charge of this because he's Homeland Security. But that aside, the Department of Homeland Security would be granted new emergency authority to shut the border down if the daily average of migrant encounters reach 4,000 over a one-week span. So if the daily average is 4,000 or 28,000 in a week, you shut the border down. And, and, And for how long? I don't know if the migrant crossings increase above 5,000 on average per day on a given week, DHS would be required to close the border to migrants crossing illegally, not entering at ports of entry. Certain migrants would be allowed to stay if they prove to be fleeing torture or persecution in their countries. And if the crossings exceed 8,500 in a single day, DHS would be required to close the border to migrants illegally crossing. Folks. This isn't good. This is, that's a lot of migrants. So if it's just under these numbers, if it's just under 4,000 a day, 28,000 a week, if I got my math correct, what's 28,000 times 52? I don't know. And it's going to be much more than that anyway. There's no way to keep track of this, but 48, 1, 2, 3 times 52 
not 48, 28,000. 28,000 times 52. That's a, that's a million and a half people a year. So if it's just under that, that's fine by them. Really? Really? And you know it's going to be more than that. And you know they're not going to close the border. You know Mayorkas is incompetent. This is a joke. This is a joke. And I hope, I pray for, this, for, the, for the future of this country, for the safety and security and the future of this country in the immediate sense and the long term. But, I mean, it's not long term anymore. It's immediate that they stick to their guns in, in the House. It's going to have to be the House that they stick to their guns close the government down, do whatever it takes if this is part of it. Don't give aid to Ukraine. And that's not just me. Uh, Victoria Sparks is a, a Ukrainian-American, the congresswoman who was with us yesterday. She said, use the Ukrainian aid, which Biden wants, as leverage with Biden to get the immigration bill that is tough. I hope they do it right. I just hope and pray that they do it right. Because like I said, we're now having city governors asking people to take in people, to take in people who, we, again, we don't know their background. We don't know if they're criminals. We don't know if they're pedophiles. We don't know if they've been in mental institutions. We don't know if they're sick. Who knows? Take them in your home. <laughs> Take them into your home. And again, if you want to take them into your home, go find a place in the country that not, you know, with nobody around you for acres. Don't put them in, a, in, in your home if you're my neighbor or if your neighbors have kids or women who live alone. Or I mean, it's just insanity, total insanity. But again, the interesting part here is that Donald Trump, this is the new mantra, Donald Trump, He's responsible for for this bill not getting through. I mean, there's no bill yet. It hasn't been. But when it's through, this would have solved the problem. No, it wouldn't have. It's another joke of a bill. Trump solved the problem with his executive orders to a great extent. And Biden right away undid all the executive orders that 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 Trump did. Now, that doesn't stop the phony, fake, fraudulent media from uh, putting out there what they what they want to put out there. Uh, this is um, this is just uh, John Avalon on CNN, uh, again, with this false, phony narrative that Trump is now blocking this great immigration bill. Here's cut 333. Donald Trump has been running on the border, calling it invasion. You talk to his supporters in every state, we've seen this from the exit polls, saying it's the number one issue. And Donald Trump is the person stopping a bipartisan we, border security deal from happening right can now. We, Donald Trump is trying to stop this deal from happening so he can stop bipartisanship and Biden from getting credit. So he can campaign on the issue while it gets worse, right? I mean, he is playing those supporters who care about the border for fools. Yet again. And, 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 and a lot of folks on the far right of the party are doing that for their own political purposes as well. They learn from Donald Trump. You'd have demagogue an issue, then deal with it. But so we shouldn't say yes. That may be folks' perception in the base, but yes. they're being drugged and diluted. So that's, that's mm -hmm. important to point out. 
<laughs> really, again, you know, I, 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 some of these people I've watched for years, some of them I've met, and some of them I've appeared on shows with, some of them have been on my shows, and you, you sit there, and the thing that goes through my mind is, you know, does he believe this garbage? Does he really believe what he's saying? Can he possibly believe what he's saying? And I, 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 I don't see how. I don't see how, but I'm not going to accuse him of not. Alyssa Farah Griffin. Again, Rhino Republican on The View, on CNN, who worked for Trump, who hates Trump. Trump hates her. You know the deal. Here she is uh, talking about how Mike Johnson, he's not really the Speaker of the House. Guess who? Guess who? This, guess who is Hitler? Mussolini, a Nazi, uh, a racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, um, gonna, a wannabe dictator who's going to round people up and put them on in, in jail, gays and, and, and poor people and whatever. He's also, Donald Trump, the Speaker of the House. Here's cut 334. Border security, I absolutely believe there is a crisis, and I like that Democrats are recognizing it. More than a dozen governors, Katie Hobbs, Governor Hochul, Gavin Newsom, signed on to a letter asking the Biden administration to do more to secure the border for three reasons. We have fentanyl crisis in this country. It's impacted tens of millions of American families. There's a humanitarian crisis. I've been to the El Paso sector. I've been to McCown. I have seen human beings living in squalor without housing, without All the more reasons to That is not humanitarian. And there is the national security risk if people can get in that we're not vetting. Here's what's cynical about this. Republicans want to solve it in the Senate, a serious body with serious policymakers. McConnell's folks are very confident this will pass the Senate. But Donald Trump is the de facto Speaker of the House. Mike Johnson does not, Mike Johnson doesn't control anything. He's a puppet for Donald Trump. So they literally want to keep this issue alive through at earliest January of next year. That's when an inauguration, God forbid, of Donald Trump would happen. <laughs> it's, it, it is so transparent to the voters. I am with Liz Cheney where I don't really care if House Republicans lose because they've done nothing to earn their majority right now. But Senate Republicans, kudos to them for working across the and aisle. Okay, another brain surgeon. Um, again, there's so much wrong with what she said. Uh, House Republicans, she doesn't care if they keep their majority, so she's okay with having the Democrats, the radical leftist progressive Democrats, run the ship. <laughs> Again, see, it's not just a little flow. It's not like, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, these guys didn't do the job, so let's give these guys a chance. It's like day and night, earth and sky. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it, it's just complete opposite. Like George Costanza on Seinfeld, complete opposite. Like Bizarro World on Seinfeld. Complete opposite. Up is down, down is up. My point is, you can't cavalierly say, you know, well, they didn't really do a good job, the, the Republicans and the majority, so I don't really care if they keep it. And then give, get, let the Democrats get it. You, you can't say that and have any credibility that you're A, a Republican, and really B, that you have any political sense in your stupid head. It's, it's going from, well, these guys all the way here, they really didn't do much, so let's give it to these guys all the way here. Instead, it's not like they're both, ah, oh, you know, no big difference, they're both, they're almost all the same. No, they're complete opposite. And you're willing to say, ah, oh, I don't care if they switch. Who are you? What are you? You're not a Republican. You're a rhino. You're a rhino. And, and really, they didn't do anything to earn them to keep... The majority, they passed uh, HR2. They passed a, an immigration bill that the Senate never took up. 
liar or idiot or both? Unreal. Oh, we're not finished by a long shot. Um, we know all about the the deadline that Joe Biden, it was supposed to be today. Take down that, uh, that razor wire from the border. Joe Biden's administration told Governor Abbott of Texas, or else obey the Supreme Court, even though Joe Biden doesn't, or else. Well, guess what? They didn't take it down. I believe they put more up and nothing happened. And you had, was it half the, half the nation's governors? You had, and they're all Republican, wrote a letter, signed on to a letter in support of Texas, in support of Governor Abbott. And Karine Jean-Pierre, self-proclaimed um, historic figure, first black lesbian female. Do you have to say female or is lesbian imply female? Well, it used to. I don't think it does now. Because what's a female? Anyway, um, press secretary. And she was asked about this. And here is... Um, 336. Does the president have any response to uh, at least 25 Republican governors signing a joint statement supporting Texas in its standoff with the U.S. at the border? So here's what I would say. My message to those, how many governors in that letter? I believe it's 25. 25 governors. I would say to them um, that, uh, are they, you said Republican governors? Yes. I would say to them that if they truly want to help with with the issue at the border, with the immigration system, that they need to talk to their uh, they need to talk to the congressional members, the senators in their state. That's what they need to do. They need to ask them to make sure that they have the resources they need within their respective states to take action, right? To actually deal with a broken system. The way that we deal with this is legislatively. The way that we deal with this is for Congress to act. And so that's what those 25 Republican governors need to do. They need, they really want to help. They really want to assist. They really want to see change uh, with the immigration system. They really want to uh, fix the challenges that we see at the border. Then they should talk to their senators and, the congr- and their congressmen. Uh- of course, that's not how Biden acted. Biden signed executive orders overturning what Trump had put in. Again, unilaterally through executive order. So if Biden had left that alone, if Biden really believes that this has to be solved legislatively, then Biden could have left Trump's policies in place and gone after a legislative solution. But he didn't. He created the chaos that Trump got rid of to a large extent with executive order as Trump had put in the uh, safeguards through executive order. So don't tell me the only way to solve this is, is through, um, is through legislative action because the pen, the pen, that's what Biden did purposely, or he was told to do it. And that's why we have what we have right now, a disaster, exactly what Democrats want. Not that it'll help them with voters, that, that part I really don't get, because you have minority communities screaming, rightfully so. Like, what are these people doing here? You know, it, what, you're giving them all these free things and, and we get nothing? You're kicking my kids out of public school to house them? 
what, what, what's going on here? They're getting really pissed. And the cities are becoming unlivable, unwalkable, unworkable. So I don't see how it helps Democrats in that regard, like with the next election, but they have a long-term goal. Destroy the country as we know it on every level, every level from the destruction of the family to the, the to, to legitimizing pedophilia. Oops. I mean, maps, minor attracted persons can't say pedophilia soon anymore. Um, every, everything, everything, racism, reverse racism, but that's still racism against whites. It's just as we, the country, as we knew it under, under, under Barack Obama, under, of course, under Donald Trump. But, you know, I, I listened to clips from from Clinton and uh, Barack Obama saying, you know, I'm all for immigration, but you can't have people just coming here illegally and, and willy nilly and just coming into this. Country. That's Obama. Not I don't think he meant it then, but he had to say it. And Clinton, who I do think meant it. OK. Now, now they don't they don't pretend they don't pretend. And don't forget they used to say JFK would wouldn't know this party. That's what they used to say, you know, 20 years ago. The Democrat Party, he wouldn't know he could be strong defense, low taxes, you know, ask what you could do for America. He wouldn't know the party. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, when Hillary was running in 2016, had to apologize for welfare reform being passed and signed into law. Don't ask, don't tell. The Defense of Marriage Act, you, you name it, the crime bill. He had to apologize for everything he accomplished <laughs> to make it palatable for his wife to run. So even Bill Clinton doesn't recognize this party anymore. And Barack Obama, who's running the party, I know, but and he's in the shadows and he couldn't do everything he wanted to do when he was in the White House. But based on what he said and did, if he was a legitimate person and not really running the government now, he wouldn't recognize the government, the, the Democratic Party as we know it. But the problem with that is all along he was that person. But you know what I mean? It's 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 happened very quickly. And there's a long way to go, and it will happen just as quickly if uh, if they could pull it off. If they could pull it off. Um, okay, this is Kamala. You remember Kamala? Yeah, don't forget, Kamala Harris was in charge of the border. Kamala Harris, I don't know if she's been down to the border. Remember, she wasn't at that uh, meeting in Mexico the other a few weeks ago with the president of Mexico, with the Department of Homeland Security head, with our defense secretary. She wasn't there. Nope. So she, she did an interview with, um, uh, this, this is a Fox 2 in Detroit. And she was asked about the crisis on the border. And here is cut uh, 337. I will tell you something. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. But we also need Congress to act. We need Congress to act. When we first came in as an administration, our first bill was to get Congress to put the resources that we need to make sure we have a fair and humane immigration system that includes putting resources at the border to strengthen all that we need to do. 
And so when we look at the, the, the folks who are in the United States Congress right now, I think we should be asking them to take up their responsibility to pass an immigration bill so that we can more effectively put the resources at the border and on this issue in a way that most Americans want. Do you wish that this administration would do more? Do you wish you could do more to help? Well, I wish that the United States Congress would stop playing political games with this and that so-called leaders would stop playing political games with this and using it as a, as a point of, of division instead of actually working on the solutions. The solutions are at hand. Pass an immigration law. Let's deal with this. <laughs> the solutions are at hand. What, is that, what does that even mean? The solutions are at hand. Unencumbered by what has been. <laughs> oh, this woman. Oh, my God. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And when we come back, we've got a lot to get to. But I'm going to let you hear two clips uh, from two NBC shows. Um, you can't escape it no matter where you go. I'm Steve Malzberg right here on TNT. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography. Pope Francis has said. The pontiff. Oh, I will tell you what though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. Two, Think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. Hi folks, I welcome you back. Um, don't forget, you can follow me at Steve M. Talk on Twitter or Molesburg Show. Um, also, um, Facebook.com slash Steve M. Talk and on, uh, uh, on Instagram as well. I always have trouble rem remembering Instagram. Uh, anyway, okay, so, so I don't watch these shows, although Law and Order, I mean, it, I, I've watched, you know, the reruns of Law and Order for forever. I, I can't believe it, it's still has a current season and all that. Uh, so this is from Law & Order on NBC. 
This is uh, courtesy of the Media Research Center. Uh, you can find these cuts on uh, newsbusters.org. Um, and this is, this is, this is what, what, what it is. This is where we are. You're not going to be able to watch it. Well, you can tune out, but if you watch the Super Bowl, you're going to see the Black National Anthem. If you, yeah, yeah, if you watch the news, you know what you get. If you watch Law and Order now, you get, and this isn't the first time. I mean, over the years, I've noticed their liberal agenda and things that they, how they portray conservatives. It's not good, but this is, um, this is disgusting. I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is a, 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 a woman accuses a, a black man of rape and the, the detective who you will recognize is talking to the lawyer or a friend of the accuser the victim and here's how it went 329 how are you holding up uh not great i was up all night with natalie issues inconsolable that's understandable look when a person goes through a trauma like that um it can end up in a very vulnerable state yeah it wasn't about that okay then what we're acutely aware of the systemic inequities that exist within the criminal justice system. You mean for people like Jay? Yeah. Our concern is that he might not receive a fair trial. Well, I can't deny that there's a history of racial bias. It's certainly not a perfect system. How do you do this every day? My focus, my priority, is on healing. So I do what I can. All right, I just got an interesting uh, tidbit in my ear, which I'll I'll get I'll get more information on during the next cut, and and uh, and because I didn't I don't know enough about it to to tell you what what was said. But anyway, um, so so there you go, there you go. That's that's what NBC puts out. That's what NBC decides to to air. So the victim of rape was inconsolable the night before. That's her attorney or her friend. And naturally, the detective says, well, that, you know, that's normal for someone in her situation. No, that's not why she was crying and inconsolable and, 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 and you know, and, and terrified and, and upset. It's because blacks don't get a fair shake in the criminal justice system. Well, Maybe you never should have uh, called in the rape. She picked him out of a lineup in the show, accused him, and now I don't know. I don't know anything beyond really, you know, how it turns out or anything. But you know, this is this is just this is just brainwashing stuff. What could I say? What could I say? How do you do this every day? Now, what does she do? What does the what does the cop do? arrests people who commit sexual crimes. That's her role in the show. Has been for about, I don't know, 15 years. How do you do it every day? Why, how do you arrest anyone who's black? I mean, this is just crazy stuff. Now, this show I never heard of, Chicago Med. Um, and... <laughs> Listen to this guy. His wife is being moved out of her room, and you'll see the condition she's in. 
She was delayed in getting an MRI. I don't think they gave her the MRI yet that she needs. She's like in bad shape. And they're taking her out of the room. And instead, in this hospital, they're apparently going to bring into her spot in the room an illegal alien. And of course, the husband is goes crazy. Shouldn't hit anybody. I don't know if he hit anybody. Um, shouldn't do that if he did. But naturally, he's he's enraged. A citizen of the United States who needs medical help, get her out of here. Let's bring in the illegal. I mean, this is this is just nuts. And of course, the guy for wanting his wife to get the medical treatment he she needs, he's the bad guy. You see, he's a conservative. He's a racist. He's a xenophobe. Implication. Here we go with three thirty. Wait, why are you moving my wife? Sir, please, it's just temporary. Hey, Mr. Martin. You okay? What's going on? Did you two authorize this? Mr. Martin, my apologies. It appears we're momentarily You think I don't see what's going on, but you, you're giving all the rooms to them. Hold on now. Same thing happened at my kid's school. They commandeered her gym for a shelter. Look, wait, I assure you we have enough resources to take care of everything. No, we don't. People keep saying that, but we just don't, okay? The whole volleyball season got canceled, and my daughter needed that for a scholarship, and now my wife. She's obviously not receiving your full attention. How come nobody's looking out for us? I understand that this is an inconvenience, but we do need to free up this room, okay? Go no, ahead. Get away from her! Wait, Wait. please. Stop handling me! Calm down! No! No! Get away from me! Get off Calm down, of me. Mr. Morris. Get off of me! Get off of me! No! You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'll go get that blood draw started. Okay. First of all, forget what I said before. Um, secondly, I, I mean, look, I got, I, 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 how many of you in that situation would have done the same thing? Again, I, I don't think he hit anybody. Nonetheless, you know, he caused a scene. He might be arrested. I, I didn't watch the show. I just got it from, you know, that clip. So my point is violence. I don't condone violence. But, but how would you have reacted if that was your wife? or mother, or grandmother, or sister, or girlfriend, or anybody that you know laying there, who obviously needs medical attention. And they're getting her out, they're taking her out of the room. Are they gonna leave her in the freaking hall? Now, I've seen people in, in hospitals and hallways. So they're gonna put her in a hallway in that condition to bring in somebody who apparently, based on what I saw in on Media Research Center about why they did the clip, it's, it's an illegal. And that's what he referenced also. He said the same thing happened to his daughter's volleyball team. She needed to play in a tournament or something to get a scholarship. They canceled the tournament. Why? Because they kicked everybody out of the schools to house the illegals. So he's portrayed as this bad guy. You know, this mean, bad, conservative. How dare he think of his daughter's future? How dare he think of his wife's life when there's an illegal that needs help? For free, by the way, free. They will get no bill after it's over. Could rest assured of that. It's, it's just crazy. It's insane. It's all insane. Now, let's move on. Uh, I want to uh, get to something else here. And uh, this is um, a story. You're familiar, uh, most of you, with uh, UNWA. UNRWA, the UN, this group that is in Gaza and that uh, facilitates the Palestinians. Donald Trump, when he was in office, cut off all 
funding to UNRWA. All funding. Because it was alleged and they, you know, I guess they investigated and they believed and they had proof that they were not doing a good job. They're, they're a branch of the United Nations, which is a joke and a half in, in and of itself. And so Trump said, you know, no more money to UNRWA, to the Palestinians. He cut off UNRWA completely and severely crippled uh, aid to the Palestinians for various reasons, because they weren't willing to talk about a, a solution in the Middle East, all, all different, different reasons, okay? Joe Biden comes back in to office. He reinstates the funding, the hundreds of millions of dollars in funding. And then in 2022, he gives them hundreds of millions more in funding. And now we have a story that about a dozen now we've heard Israeli hostages, one or so or two who were released, one in, in particular, tell the story that they were held in the home of an UNRWA teacher. They run the schools and the filth and the, 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 the crap they teach against Jews in those UNRWA schools is another story. But let's concentrate on this. That hostage claimed that that he or she was held by by a, a member of UNRWA in, in, in the attic or whatever. Well, now we have accusations that about a dozen of their members participated in October 7th. You know, the, the Nazi massacre that never happened, that Israel perpetrated on itself. Right. Yeah, the one they named a restaurant after in Jordan. Right. Cafe October 7th, right next to Cafe Auschwitz. Yeah, that one. Um, so you got about a dozen of them. The United now now the United Nations, and this is this cracks me up because it's so apropos. So how did the United Nations, by the way, there's an investigation underway to see if these 12 actually participated. So what did the United Nations do? They fired the dozen or so people who have been accused, fired them. Like, okay, you could go, I'm sorry, shouldn't somebody have arrested them? Shouldn't somebody have taken them into custody? I think Israel should have done it, but could you imagine if Israel laid a hand on an UNRWA? employee even if it was alleged that they were they were participants in october 7th they were fired gee i hope they got their severance so they could go to jordan and eat at cafe october 7th which if you weren't with us yesterday it's not called out cafe october 7th it's called october 7th it's a restaurant so this is sick so uh peter ducey um Oh, no, no, not Peter Ducey. We're not going to Peter Ducey yet. We are going to, uh, where is 328? Uh-huh. This is interesting. Is that what I wanted to do next? Did I jump ahead of myself? I might, I might have jumped ahead of myself. Yes, I jumped ahead of myself. So we're going to skip 328, and we're going to skip 314, and we're going to skip uh, 320, 
and 300. We're going to go to 338. 338. This is Peter Ducey with um, John Kirby, the uh, Security Council um, spokesperson. And God bless Peter Ducey. Here's cut 338. He said this month about the UNRWA, you can't hold them accountable for the depredations of Hamas. How about now? Certainly, it, lo it looks as if, Peter, and again, there's an investigation going on, so I'll be careful, but it certainly looks as if uh, there's cause to be concerned about the actions of some of the members of UNRWA, the UN Relief and Works Agency, but that does not, and nor should it, impugn the entire agency and the entire, all the body of work that they're doing. They have helped save literally thousands of lives in, in Gaza. They do important work. Doesn't mean that there aren't some folks in that group that uh, that need to be punished for potentially these kinds of behavior, but that doesn't impugn the entire organization. That's bad, though. If there are 12 people who are accused... It's of... bad. It's bad if there's one. <coughs> bad if there's That's one. Bad. And the U.S. is giving them money. How much money? We have suspended the... They have sus How we have suspended. The suspension? I don't have the dollar figures here, right. Peter. I'm, I'll take the question and get back to you. But we have suspended unallocated funds pending the outcome of the investigation. To their credit, the U.S. has suspended uh, funding for the uh, UNRWA group, which uh, they should never have started the funding after it was stopped by Donald Trump. But of course, we know where Barack Obama's sympathies lie, and when he tells Biden to do something. Biden does it. Here's cut 339. It is a UN agency, and yes, we have contributed to their work, and that work has... Biden does it. Here's cut 339. It is a UN agency, and yes, we have contributed to their work, and that work has been meaningful, and it has been important in places like Gaza. But we also are willing to hold them accountable for this particular incident and before the alleged behavior by these particular employees. And as I've said, wait, just give me a second now. As I said, we want this investigation to be complete and thorough and transparent. And if, it, if, the, if in the investigation it's determined that people need to be held accountable, then obviously we want to see that too. But up until today, the U.S. policy then has been, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but we will give them hundreds of millions of dollars. Come on now, that's, that's conflating here. This is not, you're, you're, that's like saying the whole UNRWA is a terrorist organization. You know who is a terrorist organization? Hamas, not UNRWA. Now, if they have, if the investigation proves that in this case, I think it's about a dozen employees were assisting Hamas, and even to the point of maybe even you know involved in hostage taking, then absolutely they need to be held to account. And we will, although we've already suspended any additional allocations to UNRWA, we'll certainly consider additional, you know, what it, depending on the investigation, whether that requires any additional uh, changes in the way we support UNRWA going forward. <laughs> What can I say? UNRWA's done such wonderful work. I'd like John Kirby to read the textbooks and, and see the lessons and see what the kids in those schools learn. That's what I'd like John Kirby to do, as if he doesn't know. <laughs> what a joke this is. Anything affiliated with the United Nations is a joke, a sick, twisted joke. But hey, what are you going to do? Let's get Donald Trump back and let's get rid of the United Nations. Kick him out of New York. Kick him out of our country and 
of course, get the United States out of it first and foremost. And then let's see the United Nations do their, their dirty work elsewhere. All right, folks, we'll come back. Steve Malzberg, one final segment left in the hour right here on TNT. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe, from power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates help messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, folks, welcome back. All right, so I, I want to continue with this for a second more. Um, this is not the first time that we have heard uh, this uh, brought up. Uh, back in December, um, UNRWA uh, questions were raised about it. And here's the director of uh, UNRWA Af- uh, Affairs on CNN. And uh, I, give, I give her credit, uh, Biana Goldriga, uh, for asking these questions. Here's cut 331. Israel is citing security concerns uh, with regards to the number of trucks that are going in to uh, Gaza. And on Saturday, the IDF said that it found dozens of rockets hidden under boxes marked with UNRWA's insignia in northern Gaza. Uh, another issue I'd like to raise with you is an Israeli reporter over the weekend from Channel 13 cited one of the abductees who had returned back to Israel and said that he was held by an UNRWA teacher a father of 10. This teacher locked the victim away, barely provided food and neglected medical needs. Uh, UNRWA responded to this post and said, quote, making serious allegations in the public domain unsupported by any evidence or verifiable facts in support thereof may amount to misinformation. That reporter then responded and said, that's not an allegation, that's survivor's testimony. How was UNRWA investigating or responding to these two quite damning allegations? Good question, right? Good question. Gee, I'm shocked. Missiles hidden in an unwrought truck? Gee, uh, that can't be. Uh, Here's cut 332. So what I can speak to is our aid. Essentially, the aid that UNRWA is bringing in goes directly into the hands of the refugee. So on any given day here, we are distributing over 50,000 bags of flour to families so that they can provide for themselves. But does uh, we it account you for then? that. 
Does it bother you then at all that, that some of these trucks may be bringing secretly smuggling in uh, rockets or that, that UNRWA teachers are, are hiding abductees, allegedly? Look, uh, our trucks are not bringing in rockets. Our trucks are bringing in wheat flour. They're bringing in uh, supplies that help families um, eke out a very basic existence. We have a very clear system of accountability. Every bag of flour that is provided is cross-referenced against people's national identity number. And so, you know, there are now hundreds of thousands of bags, um, you know, literally wheat bags, uh, wheat flour bags uh, in Gaza with the UNRWA logo on them. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe, you, this guy's totally ignoring the question. Oh, we don't bring, there can't be any rockets. We bring in flour and fairies and honeysuckle. We don't bring in rockets, it's all flour. There's so much flour all over Gaza because of us. We, the flour bags are marked as flour bags. How could rockets be with flour? Flour would overwhelm and overtake any rockets because flour is good. Rockets are bad. I mean, this guy's like, this guy's kind of a Kamala Harris. Like, what the hell is he talking about, flour? She, she's asking specific questions. I didn't hear him address the teachers holding the hostages. And, you know, how about we look, how about telling us where the trucks go, how they're guarded, who has access? We can, that can't be rockets. We have bags of flour. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Wow, that's a hell of a defense. Let me tell you, that's a hell of a defense. Uh, I don't even know anymore. I just don't know. Okay, so let's move on uh, in the time we have remaining for some, uh, some goodies here. This is Joe Biden. That, you know, they keep telling us Trump, 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 Trump can't can't do this. He can't do that. He he's he's mentally incompetent. Blah, 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 blah. Just listen to this. Um, 320. Oh, I'm sorry. 328, 328, 328. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McCall. OK, so what he's saying is. He's in Virginia the other day, and Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia, Democrat, who lost to Governor Yunkin uh, in uh, 2022, I believe, yes, um, and when he was running for re-election, McAuliffe, he lost by a significant amount of votes, over 60,000 votes, and he says the real governor of Virginia what does he sound like to you when he says that? What does he sound like to you when he says that? Does he not sound like a, um, oh, I don't know, an, an election denier? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's pretty bizarre. And, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about it, of course, by Peter Ducey. He's the only one who asked these types of questions. And she poo-pooed it. And, oh, no, he wasn't saying he was joking. Um, but that's that's a that's kind of an election denier joke. What's the purpose of saying he's the real governor? What does that mean? 
that he was robbed, that it's his rightful place and someone took it. I mean, how, how do you, how do you, how do you justify saying that? I don't know. Okay. So here's a, here's another good one. Okay. Back to John Kirby, this reporter that you got to hold on for this. This is Anita Powell, a voice of America. And she's also asking about our support for Israel and, and the war in Gaza. But listen to this question. You ready for this? Oh, my goodness. Here's cut uh, 300. Quick question about um, whether the administration includes environmental impact assessments in calculating how to support allies like Israel and Ukraine. Just for reference, we interviewed some environmental experts who estimated that in the last 60 days, U.S. supply flights to Israel contributed to 133,000 metric tons of CO2 emissions. That's a lot, right? So is that part of the calculation that you make, and how do you balance your desire to protect the environment with your desire to protect your allies? Okay, I mean, I've heard questions, and I've heard questions, but this is the impact on, on the environment of the war. I mean, where, and, and by the way, you know who's paying her salary? Do you know who's paying your, her salary if you live in America? You are. I am. Voice of America, ladies and gentlemen. Voice of America. Not a conservative that I know of. Just like PBS and, and, uh, P, and, and uh, public, public broadcasting and NPR. We pay for them to a great extent. Taxpayer money. Taxpayer funded to a great extent. And it's all one-sided. And it's it's just crazy i i you have to forgive me and i know the studio's done a great job in bearing with me here but i had uh, a, a couple of cuts uh, mislabeled that's my fault doesn't usually happen we we this is by the way like i say cut 320 that means we've played or have had uh 320 bytes clips for you this month and the month isn't over yet so sometimes i uh, I, I get a little sloppy in my writing and i mislabeled a couple of them and i i'm sorry to the uh, viewers listeners and to the studio of course uh who have to put up with me unfortunately for them so anyway but that's just crazy i mean i you know i wanted to bring you that and and when you hear questions like that it's like what is kirby supposed to say what is what is kirby supposed to say to a question like that how is he supposed to answer that question? I'm no fan of Kirby. I was very critical of him when he downplayed the injuries to our troops at the Iraq air base last weekend who got hurt. And he went on Good Morning America on Sunday of last week and said, oh, it's just a few soldiers. And they only suffered traumatic brain damage, nothing serious. And then he said, well, well not, not to say that's not serious, but the damage was done. Um, so I'm no fan of his. But, you know. How's the guy supposed to answer that question? Right, it's going to affect climate change. Give me a break. Okay, folks. Week, another week. The last full week of uh, January is done. We're moving on to February, God willing, next week. We'll be here Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a great rest of your weekend. Tell your friends, tell your enemies right here on TNT. TNT.